0: I'm Patricia Grabarek and I'm
1: Katina Sawyer and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. How are you doing today, Patricia? I'm good. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I know today we're going to be talking about a really interesting topic that some of our listeners had requested around healthy eating, so I'm pretty excited to hear from you more about that.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to share, too. I think it's a really interesting topic. We do want to start with a trigger warning. You know, we're going to be talking about making healthy food choices, and I know this can be triggering for some people, maybe those that are coping with um, eating disorders. So please keep that in mind when listening to this episode or deciding whether or not to listen to the episode. Um, but really, the the conversation today is going to be about healthy food choices and what helps people make those healthy food choices. And obviously, healthy food choices differ across individuals you know what's healthy for one person is not healthy for everybody Um, so that is something we want to keep in mind in our discussion today
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a really good point to put out there just to let folks know that we support healthy choices that make people happier and stronger and feel better about themselves across the board. So that's kind of going to be the focus for today, though. Um, how do you feel that you did in terms of healthy choices? Patricia, do you feel like today was a healthy day for you or do you feel like it was a more challenging day?
0: Um. Well, I went out and worked at my favorite place, Superba. Um, which is in Venice and when I work there I always get myself a matcha latte and then um, I get some sort of lunch so the problem with that place is everything is delicious not just the healthy foods (laughs) which I think is most (laughs) going out to eat situations but I think I did pretty well I had avocado toast which I love so much so 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 much I know you do too. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. Yes, I do. That place should pay you by the way. You're like you you're there so much and like you're you love it so much. I feel like they should just like throw you a free matcha latte every now and again. At least they could pay you in lattes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be great if they're listening I would really appreciate being paid in lattes matcha latte specifically no coffee for me <laughs> but um they're all really nice there though so I think it's okay because they let me stay there for like four hours five hours and I'm you know have like a matcha latte and one meal item for food so I feel like it's all good. I think they, they repay me with letting me work there for a long time.
1: Yeah, that was like, I mean, I'm sure that the Superba is like doing really well because it's in like such a good location. It's like pretty full usually there. But um, I, I was reminding me of that uh, tea shop that we used to go to in State College where like we were mm. all like. Graduate students, and we had no money. And you would buy like one <laughs> pot of tea for like three dollars and sit there for like eight hours and do work. And then one day it was like <laughs> it was going out of business, and we all were like, No, why? <laughs> like, <it's> like, well, <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> um, we all sit there for eight hours and spend three dollars. That's why <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know I loved that place. That but was you're the so best right. Place. We were bad. <laughs>
1: Yeah. We were like, How can this be that this place is going out of business? I don't understand. They made they must have made at least forty dollars yesterday with the fifteen graduate <laughs> students sitting in there spending three dollars apiece.
0: Oh so sad. It was so great though. They had such a variety of teas. I really, really loved it.
1: I know, and they were such nice people too. R. I. P. I know. That place was awesome. I know um, it was. But yeah.
0: How about your food choices today? Did you feel like you had a healthy day?
1: Um, I feel like I did have a pretty healthy day, but I also feel like I didn't do a good job at eating at like good intervals because I skipped breakfast, which I like never do, but I skipped breakfast because I had a bunch of calls this morning and they were just like back to back and I didn't get up early enough to try to like eat breakfast before them. So I didn't do a good job of eating breakfast and it's the most important meal of the day. I actually... I don't know what the research is on that. I've just heard people say that. So I can't say that it's It's definitively the most important. (laughs) Yeah. But it's at least like somewhat important to eat breakfast. So I didn't eat breakfast, but then my lunch and my dinner were pretty healthy. Ooh, and I found these things, which like they're from Whole Foods. So they're like literally like $15 a bag or whatever. They're called Paleo Puffs. And they're Mm -hmm. like Paleo certified like cheese doodles basically (laughs) and they're really good they're made from like some kind of yucca root flour and sweet potato flour and coconut flour and then some kind of I don't know where the cheese flavor comes from but it comes from someplace but they're so good and so I had that as a little snack in between lunch and dinner and then i eat i've been having like a little bit of halo top ice cream every night because i love ice cream so i switched from regular ice cream to halo top so i guess that's maybe more how it's proteiny, and it's not like real <laughs> ice cream it doesn't taste as good as real ice cream truth be told but yeah like you can't expect it to so yeah, i agree yeah um, yeah i'm actually
0: would rather not eat ice cream than eat it which is sorry to people that love Halo Top, I know there's like a cult following, but I'm just like, eh, about it.
1: Yeah, it tastes very like coconutty um, because it's made with coconut milk, which takes some time to get used to because it's like coconut doesn't taste good with everything, right? It's like peanut butter, chocolate, coconut, like peanut butter and coconut don't really go. To- you know what I mean? Like, it's just like mm-hmm. that flavor doesn't always go. So I think that's like part of it's like coconut cookie dough. Like, I don't know about that. So like, um, but yeah, <laughs> but in any event. I have tried to make some healthier choices, but I missed my breakfast and breakfast is my favorite meal too. So tomorrow I have to make sure I don't miss my breakfast, but that's something that we'll be talking about, I think. And uh, we mentioned on the website too, that like making sure that you take time to eat is actually also an important healthy eating habit.
0: Definitely. Yeah, it definitely is. I'm with you though. I'm actually really bad about, uh, I think you're better than I am, but I'm really bad about making sure I eat regularly because I don't usually eat breakfast to be honest by the time I get around to thinking about breakfast it's really lunchtime so I end up having lunch and then I end up having maybe I'll have a breakfast food but it'll be closer to lunch and then obviously time zone wise I'm earlier than you so I haven't gotten to the dinner part of things or really even late afternoon snacks yet oh yeah so Hopefully, hopefully I'll make some good decisions there. I have some ideas as to what I'm going to make, but I'm not sure yet for sure. We'll see what I'm going to do for after this conversation.
1: I (laughs) forgot about that. I forgot that you're not at dinner yet. Yeah. I'm like in between dinner and my Halo Top ice cream (laughs) 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 that I don't like that much. Well, I'm glad that we've we've at least tried to make some healthy choices today but of course just like everyone listening that we always have room for improvement in terms mm-hmm. of what's healthy for us and I think you know we've both probably gone through periods of time where we've been healthier or less healthy, so we're working on it too. But I'm really curious to hear the tips that come out of the research because this isn't actually an area that we always spend a lot of time studying in IO. So it's cool that there's some research out there in the organizational sciences that covers this topic. So I'm curious to hear more about it. So could you tell us uh, about the article that you'll be discussing today?
0: Yeah. So I was really excited to see this too. And it's actually a very recent article. So this article was published in 2017 in the Journal of Applied Psychology. And it was written by Sonntag, Punt, and Venz, And it was called Distal and Proximal Predictors of Snacking at Work, a Daily Survey Study. So as we've talked about probably with other Articles, you know, a survey, daily survey. We're asking people to complete surveys every day about a specific topic, and in this study, it's really around snacking and figuring out what makes people pick healthy snacks versus picking unhealthy snacks, and that can mean anything because honestly, even in the way that they wrote the article and the study that they did, the snacks being healthy or unhealthy kind of was dependent on the individual's perception of the snacks. So, again, as we were talking about earlier. Your food choices are, you know, what's healthy for you is really important to be focused on. Like, if you are celiac, you should not be eating gluten, obviously. What constitutes a healthy snack really depends on the individual. But the study does talk through a couple of things that can help people make healthy decisions when they're looking for their snacks in the middle of the day Um, and what companies can also do to help their employees make the right decisions as well.
1: Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I think that it's a really positive thing to learn more about how you can make healthy choices regardless of what those choices might be like you had mentioned before you know the article is more talking about you know avoiding positive or negative foods for yourself but you know those positive or negative foods could be self-defined so like maybe you actually need to Put on weight for some reason. So a positive snack for you would be something that has a lot of like healthy fats in it. Whereas if you need to lose weight or you've been told that you need to, um, you know, get more lean or something in order to be healthier, maybe you need snacks that are lower in fats or whatever the case may be. So yeah, self-defining your healthy snack is a good thing, but it's more about making the healthy choice and what supports that. So generally, what did the findings suggest
0: um, with regard to, or what's it like
1: a high level summary of What helps support making healthy food choices at work?
0: So there's a few different things. Um, It's actually a relatively complicated study. So we're going to be diving in a little bit into the different areas. But there's a few things I want to define first, which will kind of help with the summary. So they talk about a health motive. So there's multiple reasons why people snack. Um, and make decisions around their foods. So you're going to choose a food based on what is motivating you to pick that food, right? So one motive that people have is to be healthy. They want to pick, they're choosing a food based on their motivation to eat healthily, to uphold a balanced diet, and to maintain their, or increase their health. Another reason why people snack is what's called affect regulation. And that's basically just a fancy way of saying trying to kind of appease their mood. So if your decision is based on the mood that you're currently in, so you would pick a snack because of that mood. So maybe you're feeling like celebrating something in a positive mood. You might make some food decisions because you're celebrating, right? maybe a cake or something that's kind of stereotypical for a celebration. You might be in a really negative mood. You might be in a bad mood, and that can also drive your decisions in making food choices. So if you're in a bad mood, you might want to eat some comfort food, whatever that might look like for you. So sometimes people are motivated to make food decisions because of the way that they're feeling and to kind of deal with the mood that they're in. So those are the two main areas they were talking about in terms of motivations. And I think it's kind of obvious that if you are motivated by your health, you're more likely to pick healthy snacks and you're less likely to pick an unhealthy snack. And then if you're motivated by regulating your emotion, you're actually more likely to pick an unhealthy snack. I think that's pretty, pretty standard. I think we kind of have um, a good grasp on that, right? If you're motivated to, to eat healthy, you're going to do so um, generally, and that's what the study found. But more than that, It talks about a couple of different things that can help influence your motivation. One thing they discuss is called organizational eating climate. So that is kind of the culture, the climate of your company and around eating healthily. Um, So a company that has a really well-developed or really healthy organizational eating climate, their employees and the members of the organization believe that eating healthy is important. So they value that just generally majority of people across the board value eating healthy the organization actually helps employees eat healthy by providing a variety of snacks that you know are not processed and are healthier foods um, they might provide trainings and and different things on nutrition or how to deal with um, you know eating disorders or potential health issues you might have uh, related to food so just providing some sort of resources and training to employees. And there's also just kind of an informal culture of talking about health in a positive way, in a non-judgmental way. So people are able to talk about, you know, the decisions they're making around their food, or you know, just generally living a healthy lifestyle. And it's ex- expected, really, in the organization that everyone's kind of fe- Generally, everyone is supporting each other to make the healthy decisions that they want to make. So that climate is really, really important in terms of helping people feel more motivated to make healthy choices. So if you're in an environment where everyone is talking about being healthy and what's healthy for them, and there's a lot of options for you to pick healthy foods, you're much more likely to feel motivated to pick healthy foods, and therefore you're going to pick healthy foods. So I'll stop there real quick.
1: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, a lot of what you mentioned probably resonates with a lot of people, whether it's a happy emotion or a upset emotion. Sometimes people can make food choices that aren't as healthy for them if they're sad about something or low on resources. I know like um, when I was a graduate student and we were like studying a million hours a day, like I would often eat bad foods just because I couldn't like deal with my, you know, ability. I couldn't like deal with... Like the self control aspect that it would take to to like not make those choices, so um, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And then likewise, like you know, if you're even if you're feeling really positive, I think it's interesting that you might also make bad food choices because you're just like choosing it based on the emotion and not based on an ethic or a principle of health, which is good to know. And I also think that the organizational culture and climate supporting that is a really interesting um, piece of this. And I think that there are probably you know some caveats to the way that organizations could do this. positively. But I think that, you know, if you're in a place where people are, open to talking about making sure that the people around them are healthy and that they're being healthy, especially if they're doing that in like an inclusive fashion. I think that that makes it just probably easier for people to have conversations about, you know, what they need to do in order to be healthy and people can support each other. And it might create a climate where your coworkers might be aware of what you need um, in order to be healthy. You might be aware of what they need in order to be healthy. And you might even be able to, you know, if you'd like them to or if they'd like you to like remind each other or keep each other on track with goals that you've set Or things like that to make sure that work is not taking over other parts of your life when it doesn't have to. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's a really important point. You know, I think an organizational eating climate can go super wrong if it's like everyone's doing Whole30 and therefore if you're not doing Whole30, you're somehow bad or you just feel kind of left out because maybe you don't eat meat and it's kind of hard to be on Whole30 if you don't eat any meat. So there's a lot of things that can go wrong with a healthy organizational eating climate or an attempt to be healthy, but a really good, healthy climate is like you said, supporting everybody and their needs and helping each other kind of meet your own goals, whatever that goal might be. I did also want to talk about the self-control piece. Cause I didn't want to pause after the organizational eating client because I thought it was a really important point to discuss, but another finding they had was around self-control, which I think was really important and based on what you said, um, everybody kind of has experience with this. So when it comes to self-control, if you have to practice self-control all day um, or on a specific task, let's say you're doing something really boring and it's taking you a lot of effort to focus on that, you're less likely to practice self-control on the next thing you're going to do. So if you have to switch to a different task and For whatever reason, you might need to have practice self-control in that task. You're going to be less motivated to do so, and therefore you might not do so. And that was another thing they found is that if you have a lot of self-control demand, so things in your job where you have to practice self-control, maybe you have to do something that's boring, maybe you have to be nice to mean customers, um, whatever it might look like where you're not doing what just comes naturally to you, you're going to be more likely to pick those unhealthy snacks because you're going to be more likely to have some sort of mood motivating your snacking decisions, and you're not going to have that self-control anymore. You've kind of depleted that resource or you know emptied that well, that cup of self-control, so then now you need to figure you're just going to go in and make whatever food choice you feel like doing in that moment. You're not going to think twice about it. So I think that's also really important because that did come up here that if your job is very demanding, it's a lot harder to make those healthy food choices.
1: Yeah, I think that's really interesting because I'm going back to the example with graduate school. I think that I didn't have enough structure in place um, because I also wasn't doing a good job of like thinking ahead about what I should be eating. I don't think I really ever thought about even what I what I needed to be eating or like what a good diet would look like for me. You know, I just kind of was like whatever was around and whatever was like cheap is what I ate. Mm -hmm. So I think like when I was in graduate school, like um, a lot of the cho- food choices that I would make were just sort of like fast. And when you're making fast food choices, and you're also depleted on energy, um, sometimes those choices can can not be ones that support your health. And that was certainly the case for me. Like I remember I would go to Starbucks, and then at the end of the night, because I was in there every day, at the end of the night they would give away, like they would throw out all their baked goods or whatever. But these people like knew me, and like instead of putting them in the trash, they'd be like, "Oh, here's a bag of baked goods, right?" And so like every <laughs> night they were giving me all these baked goods and I was like you know I had been in there for eight hours and I was like reading and studying it was like horrible and so I was just like awesome donuts and I actually had to like change the behavior of like I'm gonna leave an hour before they close and go back to my apartment in order to avoid um, having that available to me before I like realized that that was the problem but I think um, what, what has worked um, from a self-control perspective is like I can't always control how stressful my day is going to be from a work perspective as I think all of us like you can have some level of control over the stress you experience but we're all going to have stressful days there are going to be things that are unexpected that happen but I think that if you can make the healthier choice the easier choice like um, make it something that's quicker, readily accessible, easy to get to, then even if you're depleted of resources, it's a lot easier for you to make the choice that supports your health as opposed to like whatever the quick choice is and might be the choice that like is more emotional in nature, like feels better, feeds some sort of emotion that you're having, that if you can actually make set up the structure or the resources that you have to make it easier for you to make the good choice, then um, even if you're having a stressful day, it's probably a lot easier to like harness that lack of self-control and not give into that.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really, really important point. It kind of goes back to the organizational eating climate, right? Because for you personally, you need to set yourself up for success, but your organization or if you're a manager and you have any influence around. The types of food that's in an office setting, you definitely can make sure that it's easy for employees to get healthy food options. You know, if you make that easy for them, instead of going into the kitchen at the office and then there's just a bunch of processed, not really healthy options, um, then those individuals that are like you or like me that maybe just kind of get really focused and sitting in the in their desk, you know, working really hard. And then all of a sudden they're hungry and they just really need something quickly. They're just going to go in and grab whatever's there. And if the options are bad, they're going to pick the unhealthy option. If the options are really healthy, um, then they're more likely to pick those healthy options. They're not going to go out of their way to find, you know, a vending machine or something else when what's available in that moment when they're really hungry or they need that little energy boost or whatever it is. Um, is is right there and available. They're gonna pick that healthy, healthy choice. At least I would, and based on what you're saying, you probably would too. Um, so I think it's kind of a combination of the two. If you can do anything to help with that self control, that self control, you know, making um, maybe like not doing a really boring task right before you generally want a snack, um, or before you go to lunch or whatever, you might be more likely to have more self control when you go to lunch or when you'd go to take your snack because you have not used that resource so if you're able to switch things around in your day so that you're maybe you're doing things that take less self-control around your food intake times you might set yourself up for success and then having the company support you is also huge
1: yeah I think um you know it makes it makes a lot of sense because as an individual employee you can do things yourself to sort of you know either bring your own snacks or bring your own meals if your workplace doesn't offer something like that and you can't influence that or even just in your life outside of work setting things up so that you have access to healthier choices for yourself so that you're not just like always on the fly or on the go and like I know that people like you know post all the time like really complicated meal preps or like things that you have to make (laughs) on Sunday so that you can like pull through all the week like I that works well, it seems for other people that has never really worked well for me because that still requires like a significant amount of time and like shopping, prepping the food on the weekends, like etc. So for me, it's just about like, even if it's just, you know, kind of quicker foods, but they're still good foods and they're what I need to be eating at a particular time, as long as I have them on hand, it doesn't matter if I spent like hours making them myself or whatever. Um, it's just that, you know, I know what's in them and I know that it's fine for me and I'm setting the, setting up that structure for myself so that it's available. I think as an individual employee, you can do that. As a manager, you can also think about, well, how can you influence what's available to employees so that you're kind of changing that culture and the availability, making it easier for people to make those choices.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that as an individual employee, though, you do have some impact for the eating climate too, because I think you can tell your manager or tell whoever's in charge of, you know, stocking the kitchen that you really would like to see some healthier options. And here are some things that would really work for you and maybe get a list from your whole team. If they're willing to participate, you can start having those conversations with people around, you know your goals and what you're looking for in terms of what would be healthy for you. Um, And maybe that will motivate other people to do the same. And then maybe you can make a little bit of a change in your um, company as well, depending on, of course, the size of the company, the bureaucracy, et cetera. Um, So I think you can do a little bit of that as an employee, but I think as a manager, you definitely have a little bit more flexibility, a little bit more power to make those changes But yes, as an individual, I think there's a lot of things you can do. Um, Some of the suggestions from the article were around what I'd mentioned those um, about self-control, like not only maybe changing around the tasks that you're doing around your food times, but also things like taking breaks. So if you feel like you're getting depleted, if you feel like you're getting tired or exhausted or even focusing too hard, take a break, not a food break, but take a walk, a lap around the office or whatever it might be, something that makes you feel better. Um, I know we have an episode on breaks, so listen to that and take tips from there. Um, so that could probably help. And you can also think about your emotions as well. So We talked about how having negative emotions or even really positive emotions can impact what you choose to eat. So if you practice something like mindfulness, you're going to be a lot more mindful of your emotions and that can help you with making the right decisions. You know, If you're using mindfulness techniques throughout the day, if you're practicing meditation, you're going to be a little bit um, better at making some of these decisions. So I think that's another thing to keep in mind is what are the other things you're doing to help you reduce your stress, to help you um, kind of give yourself more energy and, and, um, and help you with your resources, like your internal resources, um, will actually make an impact on your healthy eating choices as well. And there's things you could do too, like reminders. So like Katina was mentioning, you were just mentioning about the, um, what are are you saying? The food prep things. There's some people that Mm -hmm. don't post food prep on social media. They just post like healthy pictures of, you know, thing that's healthy, food that's healthy for them or whatever. If that types of types of images motivate you, you should definitely consider having that. You know, go through your social media feed when you're kind of feeling um, tired and you need a little bit of a break. Maybe you, it makes sense to scroll through some pictures of some really pretty healthy food to make you feel like you want to do that. I mean, to eat healthily. That Doesn't work for everybody, but if that's something that works for you, like try to figure out what works for you. What kinds of little reminders you can set can also help. As long as you feel motivated by your health, you're more likely to make those healthy options. So anything you can do to do that, to bring you back to that healthy motivation, um, you're going to be picking the right options.
1: Yeah. And I think that creating that healthy climate can also make it easier for people to have those conversations about like what works for them and what doesn't. So, you know, for some folks, uh, you know, avoiding like for me, my primary goal would be to avoid um taking unnecessary food breaks um because you know that's what I have been told is my my struggle in my family with my family's history, etc. Is like that I have to be careful as I'm getting older, particularly metabolism slowing down, etc. That I'm making like um, really you know nutritious food choices and not overeating, basically. So for me, it would be like okay, either avoiding using that time to eat something, just like mindlessly eating. So I like the mindfulness tip as well, um, or you know thinking about how I might be able to make a healthier choice if I am. Getting ready to to eat something that is gonna be like filling and actually like good for me, um, or if I know it's gonna be a celebration or party or somebody's birthday or something like eating whatever my healthy snack is first. So I'm not going into that situation being starving or separating myself from a stressful activity before I go into that situation. So I'm not like getting there, feeling stressed and then not having the resources to deal with it. So those are all things I can do as an individual. Like Likewise, other people might have a need to take breaks so like if you're diabetic or something you might have need to take food breaks so like that that self-control might be like making sure that you set reminders to take the breaks so that you can eat at regular intervals to support your health um and that way you know you're not letting the stress of your work overcome the fact that you need to be actually taking those breaks and paying attention to when you need to be eating to support your health so like I think I think you're right like it's all about how can you decrease the amount of stress that you're experiencing so like mindfulness and other sorts of tips like that but if you can't decrease the stress you're still experiencing stress what can you do to sort of separate that stressful time from the time when you're making choices that might affect your overall health
0: yeah I think that's a really I mean everything you said I think is very accurate like it really depends on who you are as a person in terms of what types of food decisions you need to make and what you need to prioritize whether taking more breaks less breaks you know smaller portions bigger portions whatever it looks like um, but I think you need to figure out what works for you and if you're listening to this and if you're really interested in this topic and this that that is important to you like make sure that that's salient make sure that you are being reminded of the fact that this is important, that your health is important, that your healthy choices are important to you and take that with you into the work environment. Set yourself up for success. Make sure the easy things to grab are the healthy choices for you. Set reminders. If you need to take more breaks, maybe set calendar reminders to, you know, go off and say, beep, beep, hey, take a break. You need a snack. Whatever you need to do, you should set yourself up. And then I think the best thing as an employee to create a really healthy culture or as a manager or even as a leader is to come in to your organization and support everybody else, you know, talk about your food goals, you know, be open about that if you're comfortable and encourage others to also be healthy. Don't judge them if they make what you would consider an unhealthy choice. Um, but just support them in whatever they're doing and whatever their, um, their food journey is. And hopefully you can create a culture. If it doesn't already exist in your work environment today, hopefully you can build that culture by, you know, expressing what your needs are and trying to get the support that you need from others and then reciprocating as well.
1: Yeah. And just being inclusive in your approach, knowing that, you know, what's, what's healthy for you might not be healthy for everyone else. So like understanding what their goals are but saying like I want everybody to be able to be the healthiest version of themselves while they're here what can I do to make that possible and just think about what resources your workplace is currently offering like I don't even think that this is on a lot of managers radars um, but you're right like everybody including managers are probably going to make whatever the fastest choice is um, and that isn't always the healthiest choice so taking some time to really think about like consciously think about what's available from a resource perspective in the workplace. If you are a manager, and also thinking about you know what can you do to improve um, the culture um, in an inclusive way so that people feel comfortable bringing their you know health concerns to you as a manager to talk about that, and they're able to structure their work and have access to things that are going to make it easier for them to be healthier. I mean, if everyone around you is sick and not performing at their peak in terms of health, then their work is going to suffer. And so it only helps managers and employees to ensure that they're being healthy from a physical perspective. Like if you're physically not as healthy as you could be, your work is not going to be as good as it could be. So this is also something to think about um, as,
0: you know, as a manager or as an employee. Agreed. I mean, your health is super important in terms of everything, your productivity, um, really your focus, your energy levels, et cetera. So it does really matter, um, that people are able to manage their health while they're at work. And I think another thing to think about, both from an employee perspective, manager perspective, and if you're an HR too, is there are usually some resources already available. They're just not easy to find. So majority of organizations have healthcare plans. Um, maybe bigger majority, big organizations have healthcare plans, but if you are at a company that has a healthcare plan, there's usually a ton of resources on their websites and different areas with just like PDFs that you can pull down around nutrition or, you know, healthy food options based on different, you know, illnesses potentially, or even just overall, like generally what's healthy, um, You know, I think that most people kind of have a sense overall. So what is healthy kind of at a broad perspective? You know, obviously, the more processed the food, the worse it generally is, um, depending on the situation, of course. And then if you want something really fresh, that tends to be really healthy. Just again, there's there's a lot of things to think about, but there's there's resources out there um on a lot of healthcare websites that you could look for if you need some more guidance. Um and obviously talking to your doctor is a whole other step, but that could be something that you could share with employees if you're a manager or, you know, as an employee you can bring and say, hey, did you guys know that we have this on our healthcare benefits? There's this resource about nutrition that, you know, everyone can leverage. So I think that there's a lot of places, you know, HR can send a an email saying, "Did you know that if you go to your what the website of our um, healthcare provider, here is a whole place for resources on health in general." And I think that if you take advantage of those types of things and have that kind of information available and accessible, that can just start the conversation.
1: Yeah. So having a culture where people feel comfortable bringing these things up, and there's good role modeling for healthy behavior. Um, and in conjunction with having the resources that actually in real time make that possible for people to make those good choices um, seems like a good like reinforcing cycle. Um, and also just allowing people, we've talked about flexibility a million times, but allowing people the flexibility to, um, you know, make the choices that are good for them, um, whether that means like taking more breaks, less breaks, taking breaks in a different way, um, whatever the case may be that, um, you know, allowing for flexibility as is the case in many of the things that we've talked about, seems like it can also help people to customize um, what they have available to them with regard to the resources that the workplace provides and in alignment with that healthy culture to to actually make decisions that are healthy for them as an individual.
0: Agreed. I think one thing I wanted to bring up too, just before we kind of wrap up here, was thinking about that inclusivity really broadly. This has nothing to do with the study, but you often go to lunches with your coworkers, right? That's a common thing. So think about being very inclusive around your lunch choices too, because if you're going to pick something that, you know, maybe... There's nothing for a vegan individual to eat there, right? Or someone that has um, diabetes and there's a lot of really, sh- it's very sugary foods. You don't want someone, obviously, someone that has diabetes is probably not gonna be able to eat a lot of foods there. You want to really think about your, what you're choosing for team lunches or team events to be very inclusive of everyone's needs for healthy food choices and a healthy diet. Um, so I think that's another kind of step you can take. Like if someone suggests maybe a, a less healthy food option for a lunch that doesn't have a lot of options for people that might not have kind of the standard diet, then maybe you could bring up a suggestion as to where else we could go, oh, actually, I'd, I was just there and, you know, I prefer to go here if you're not comfortable saying why. Um, you can make those suggestions that I think will make a big impact on some people that maybe aren't willing to speak up as to what their issues are or what their concerns are in terms of their health and, um, and give them some sort of out where they can go and enjoy the team building environment while not feeling kind of isolated or you know being limited and having like a very sad looking lunch because there's nothing there for them. <laughs>
1: yeah and also just making sure that people don't feel like when they're in a, a situation where they're expected to eat with coworkers, workers um, and you know it's not you know this article or this you know, healthy eating climate is not about like pointing fingers at people and being like, Hey you, like drop the donut. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> there are different different things that people are doing and, you know in a balanced diet like of course there could be a time for a donut if the person's been eating really healthily otherwise or there may be people like we said that are like restoring weight and that's something that um you know they might be working on so um it's about creating the culture and giving the resources like going to a place where there are a lot of options so that people can make their own choices and creating a culture that supports people to really think about and feel empowered to make healthy choices for themselves um not about like pointing fingers and calling people out for like hey you're not eating what i'm eating and you should eat the same thing as me so um, yeah. And it doesn't have to be crazy. Like, um, I remember when I was getting ready for my wedding, the nutritionist that I went to before the wedding was like, you know, you should always carry like grilled chicken strips in your purse. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and That doesn't sound <laughs> sanitary. Um, but like, so it doesn't have to be crazy. You don't have to like go nuts with it, but just like thinking about, you know, what are things that make people make unhealthy choices? How can we create less stressful jobs? How can we separate stress from eating? How can we help people to cut customize their day so that they're more likely to make healthy choices and provide the resources and the tools so that people are actually able to like take that into their own hands and make it what they want and feel comfortable bringing up suggestions or solutions if they have other things that they think would help improve that. So what else? Is there anything else that you think that we should know about this article or any closing tips?
0: Yeah, I think we covered most of the article and I think that everything we talked about is really much in line with what I wanted to discuss, you know, the whole idea of just setting yourself up for success and really focusing on that motivation to be healthy. The more you can be motivated by your health, the more likely you're going to make those healthy decisions. So setting up your day, your work environment in such a way that you are continually motivated by health um, will really help you and your teams and whoever you're working with is if you can continue to build that environment where people are thinking about health and not focusing on, the unhealthy or creating a very hyper stressful environment, um, you'll be much better off with that, that healthy focus, a healthy motivation. I think that's really the driving point is, you know, there's many things that can impact whether or not you feel motivated by your health. And so thinking about what you can do to get you always motivated by your health.
1: Yeah. Having a strong and healthy workforce makes organizations stronger and healthier overall. So um, yeah, thinking about how to how to empower people to do that and empowering yourself to make the choices that are going to best support that I think this is awesome thank you so much for reading this article and um, we hope that you all liked it too um, since you know we we took this from a suggestion from folks on social media asking for more on this topic so we hope you enjoyed it
0: yes yes and thanks for everyone that gave this suggestion um, hopefully it is what you were looking for and if you have more feedback or more comments or anybody else that has comments or feedback please reach out. You can find us um, on social media at WorkerBeing, which is W-O-R-K-R-B-E-E-I-N-G. We're on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You can also find us on our website at WorkerBeing.com, or you can email us at WorkerBeing at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabarek and Katina Sawyer and produced by Allie Johnson.